0: People, people, people. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. You already know who it is. It's Arsenio Buck reporting live from Bangkok. Guys, welcome back to another episode of, of Lose Hoes, uh, Masks of Masculinity. We're going to be summing this up. I do want to apologize. I think there was a, a little bit of a miscommunication in terms of, um, in terms of basically, yeah, um, I, I was supposed to do a live podcast this morning uh, with uh, one of my interviewees, but I think there was a mix-up in time, plus I realized that she probably was... Um She was probably busy and whatnot, so we're probably going to have to reschedule that. I do apologize for that, but we got about four different interviews that are going to be coming up very, very soon. Monday is the next one for sure, and tomorrow with Selena, it could be another reschedule. So you guys just wait for that, tune in for that, and uh, without further ado, guys, I've talked about this invincibility mask so much, right? But the thing is, we need to get down to brass tacks. We need to figure out what you guys can do right now. See, it's kind of like this. I had a student by the name of Min. Now, Min told me the story about, of, 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 god damn it, I'm stumbling all over my words. She told me the story of her brother. Her brother was out drinking one day or one night with one, uh, well, with some of his friends. And he ended up going home intoxicated. Now, of course, the majority of these young Thai men out here in Thailand right now, they actually, Oh man, they drive intoxicated and they drive not only intoxicated but at high speeds, sober or not sober. So his friends were there saying, Hey, you know what? Don't worry, he's going to be able to drive home. And of course, being the individual he was, he drove extremely fast. And of course, when you're intoxicated plus speed, This ultimately, this is why Thailand has the highest death rate on the roads in the world. In terms of percentages. In terms of percentages. Now, of course, China has the highest death total. But what I'm trying to say here is, he thought he was invincible. He would do this all the time. And then fate ended up matching him on that specific evening. Ripping him completely in half. And men forever being without a brother. See, a lot of these guys right now, I even hear it at night, they take the spoilers off their bikes, so they, I don't know why they do this, but it's uh, in terms of attracting attention of different women. And so, here they are, zooming down the roads, I'm actually looking at the road right now, and there are some people who drive uh, sane, and then there are some people who drive insane. So the thing is, what I'm trying to say here is, there's something called a fanboy. And a van boy is basically, it's like a motorcycle gang, but they race for women. So basically it's boys like between 12 and 15 years old. And then there's a girl named the Sakoi. The Sakoi is who they race for. So let's just say there's boy number one, boy number two, van number one, van number two. Whoever wins, they take the girl home. So this is why they take the spoilers off to attract the attention in some of these slummy areas. Uh, and it's, it's really, really, uh, mind-boggling but the thing is again these same individuals they think they're invincible and that's why there are so many road and traffic fatalities 76 percent of them come from mopeds motorcycles motorcycle whatever you want to call them because they just don't understand um i'm guessing just just humanity like why would you even do that so For those of you out there who listen to me in Bangkok, maybe you guys know someone. What can they do right now? What can you do right now if you are suffering from this invincible mask? Now, I've talked about the stories of Billy. I talked about so many different stories in terms of everything that has happened in my life. So what's available if you do take off the mask? Well, let's see here. Uh, a fulfilled and healthy lifespan, deeper relationships, self esteem, true courage, the permission to just be and not constantly do a sense of belonging. So I was actually, uh, I finished running yesterday, an unbelievable time. And then one of my best friends in, uh, in New York, Andre, he messaged me and he's like, I just read this story about, uh, the blog with Billy. And I'm like, oh my god, he read this story. But then he was like, that's how I felt when I was around you guys. You guys, you would pick on me. Back in 2000, um, there was this guy by the name of DJ... And DJ has probably, I think, three brothers and a sister and whatnot. And his father was a security guard for a long time in my apartment complex. And DJ would pick on him, beat him up, throw, put his phone in different things, and we would just laugh at him. I felt so horrible when he was telling me this story. I would, luckily, I never did that. I never did that. But this guy by the name of DJ did that. However, I always used to treat Andre poorly. Why? Because Billy used to treat me poorly. So because I wanted to have that, sense of invincibility and sense of hey you know what i have power over this specific individual i would treat andre poorly and then andre because of the family oh oh my god the big massive issues that his family had and whatnot he ended up going over to another home and now i don't want to put his business out there because of course he didn't give me permission to put his business out there but after he came back from this home he said he had an attitude problem he had an anger problem there were a lot of things that happened and you know, he said, you know, when he first had his child, th- that he would end up expressing, I guess, what his mom would di- would ha- would have done to him in the past, and did to him in the past, he did that with his son, but he's like, you know what, I spoiled the hell out of him, just because I'm giving, the th- giving him the things that I never had, and then he went on to say that, uh, of course, him working up the ranks, working up the factory, doing this, and doing that, and making the money he does now, he's like, Arsenio, right now, I'm content, but I am not, well, he said, I'm I'm not... He said, "It's not content. He's happy, but he wants to keep on going up more and more and more. He said, I'm a manager of a warehouse, Arsenio. And when he was telling me this story, it just sounded like me telling myself the story. Me working up the ranks. Being through everything I've ever been through. It just continued to go up and realize how much my true self-worth is and how much... I have done in terms of, okay, I used to make this much, 600 US dollars a month. Then I went up to 1,000 US dollars. And then I maxed out like two years ago at, I think it was like almost 3,500 US dollars in one month. And then it went back down. And the next thing you know, this January, the harsh reality came in terms of, hey, Arsenio, this is a bad month. Uh, we're not going to be giving you work anymore. We're not going to be doing this. And then it's funny because now that I'm on my way out, they try giving me work. And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't need your work anymore because I'm way worth that whack-ass eight, that whack-ass wage you're giving me. And when I did that, it scared the hell out of me. But the thing is, the vulnerability showed. And the the basically the fact that, you know what, fear is here. But the, the, just hearing Andre say that was like, I said to myself, I said, man i'm doing the same thing right now how was i able to permeate and how was he able to develop that same consciousness such as what i have right now so there are some questions you need to ask yourself guys number one of course this is on the blog if you guys got to read this the of course what is valuable to me and honestly i think friendships are you know, the way the friendship went – Set a few – quite a few friendships went sour with uh, multiple different women uh, last year. Uh, and that really did take down, like, I guess you could say my happiness level to a certain extent because, man, there were times where I'm like, oh, my God. So I cancel my flight, and now she hates me forever, and now we're no longer friends. We're no longer talking. And the thing is, even if she comes around, am I going to let her back in? Probably not because she's done this before. And rather than just talking about it like human beings and saying, hey, got it, I understand, and now look what's happening in your life right now. There's no reason for you to come out here, spend all that money, and do this. No, she doesn't understand it that way. It's always her personal needs first. And then, of course, there was the other girl, the girl that I was actually dating at one specific moment. And then next thing you know, it just started going downhill, downhill, downhill until I had to let her go. And then next thing you know, my attention units was just focused on that. Then it was something else, man, I lost a lot of friendships last year. Of course, there was the girl by the name of Deepta. She was my Indian friend, very intellectual, uh, an articulate individual, and she ended up just disappearing after New Year's. And I'm like, so be it, but you know what? Luckily, I still got my one of my best friends out there in Indonesia, by the name of Rada, and I got Andre, and I got, of course, a couple other people, and even the boss, who is now a millionaire. He messaged me on Instagram yesterday, and I said, uh, I actually posted a photo, and I said, what would I tell my 19-year-old self? And he's like, I would tell him, uh, get my anesthesia prepped. (laughs) He was, he was just blowing jokes, because, man, I would always have to prep the IV and, 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 you know, the ketamine and all that stuff, and, man, I was just bored as hell of that, you know what I mean? But, looking back eight years ago to where I am now, wow. I think friendships, I need to do better. I need to do absolutely better. I mean, yes, I changed from those childhood years, 18 years ago. uh, But at the same time, there are some areas that I could actually fix myself. What is valuable to me? Andre, because he is a true inspiration. What do I value about my life? Especially, you know, I've always talked about this. This is question number two. What do I value about my life? Um, You guys really have to think about it. What is everything you value about your life? Now, me, just yesterday, I had this Irish teacher. Man, I don't know what it is about the Irish, but they're so freaking cool. They give me so much insight. I don't know what it is uh, about the Irish, man, but I just love them dearly. But as an Irish teacher, he said, Arsenio, enough with the black card shit, man. you have been saying that for like three years, and I'm like, I know, I know. He said, maybe you don't know, but you are a magnificent individual. And you know what, that was the same thing the Irish teacher told me three years before, saying you need to utilize all your skills, you have an incredible voice, you need to be on the radio. Then I had a friend yesterday, Thai girl, and she's like, you know what, you need to get paid for your voice. And I'm like, man, so what, I could be a radio show host? And this is what, of course, I'm going to be doing an interview with Harvesting Happiness very, very soon. She's a radio show host, and so many people like her page, and et cetera, et cetera. So, I, I need to value myself. That's the biggest issue. You know, just yesterday I was looking through this and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna make another podcast on this in terms of self-doubt. I'm over here looking at these photos of this job that was actually sending me you know different jobs on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then they went cold silent for the next three days, 72 hours, whatever you want to call it. And now um, I went on Google to check out some of these and I'm like, man look at all these teachers. White, 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 white. There's no color teacher in there. And then that self-doubt started to just bear down on me and say, hey, Arsenio, maybe you're just not good enough because you're black. You're living in a country where it's anti-black. It's not going to work. That self-doubt has always kept me paralyzed. But the thing is, how am I going to be able to destroy that paradigm in terms of being a quote-unquote black individual? I need to start valuing my. Uh, I need to start valuing myself. I keep stumbling over my words, Um, because I keep using this excuse, and this excuse keeps bringing me more self doubt, which ultimately is going to lead to lower self esteem, lower self confidence, et cetera, et cetera. So I need to value me. So. What am I looking for in these activities? I mean, I'm looking for true fulfillment. That's question number three. What am I looking for in these activities? I'm looking for true fulfillment. I need to really start nurturing the friendships I have right now. I need to really start caring. I don't know if I'm giving like 100% in every friendship I have, but if I can, I'm going to need to because at any given moment, nothing's guaranteed. It can be taken away. And that's the most frightening thing about life. Because once it's taken away, it's gone forever. And of course, the last question, can I get those things elsewhere in my life? No, there's only one Andre. There's only one Arsenio. There's only one friendship, you know, between two individuals. And once something goes away, like the one that had, of course, like the dozens that, well, the half dozen that went away last year, it's done. Like the one between me and, you know, uh, my friend, of course, from college, you know, the nurse and everything, um, that one's gone. And there's no coming back, because what is she going to say to say, "Hey, you know what? I was really childish, I shouldn't have uh, just stopped talking to you, this and that." She was angry because I put it on social media, et etc, cetera, etc, cetera, and all this other BS but that social media has nothing to do with it. Everything that has to do with it is the fact that ah, oh, it doesn't really matter, but at the end of the day, that's it. And you know what? As a backup plan and everything, if everything had gone or would have gone sour here in Thailand, I could go back, get myself back on my feet, living with her, you know, back in Arizona and just, you know, just basically focus on the big things that are happening in my life. But the thing is, there is no more Elisa. So now that there's no more Elisa, there's no more anyone. It is Arsenio only. And that's probably the most exciting thing because when you can only rely on yourself— you start to build a tremendous amount of courage. So Lewis Poe went on to say, he said, if you are one of these guys who need the extreme adrenaline to feel alive, you are missing out on the fact that you can create that energy in your life without risking your life. He said, when you've answered all the questions, the ones that I just stated, take an hour during the next Sunday. And he said, go to the cemetery. Find the grave of someone who would be your age today. If they were still alive, sit in front of the tombstone and think," he said. "What are all the same, all the things they've missed in the time they've been gone? What might their life be like if they were still here? What would be possible for that person if they were still alive? Now, what if you were that person in the ground? Now, I'm gonna answer these questions because this is a very thing. Um, uh, Eric Thomas talks about going to a funeral. To get all that junk out and to make you realize, hey, you know what? Yeah, anything, all this could be taken away in an instant. But what are all the things that they missed when they've been gone? I think about all the African-Americans' lives who have been taken away in Southside, Chicago. What if I was that person? What if my mom didn't, you know, she didn't give a damn about us and she didn't give us any food or this or that, just like such as what my sorry-ass father did? Um, What if all that happened? What would ultimately end up taking place? I mean, what might their life be like if they were still here? What would my life be like if I was still here, etc., etc.? I mean, man, but between the ages of 15 and 22, man, there are so many African Americans that just die all over the place in America due to gang violence, due to drugs, due to sorry-ass parents. What if I had that parent? What would be possible if that person was still alive? And Les Brown said, he said, you know what? If you go to the cemetery, that's where all the dreams have died. People who were about to do something but never had the opportunity to do it. And you know what? If I was that person in that ground, I would have never been able to go to Australia, Taiwan, New Zealand, Laos, Vietnam, Maldives, Malaysia, Singapore, Japan. Korea, Um, all of these countries, I would have never been able to experience this. Not only that, but my voice right now that's being resonated all around the world, people would not be able to hear my voice, you know, because I really do truly believe that I could be uh, possibly inspiring people with my message through my podcast. But the thing is, I don't really, I keep taking things for granted. I really do. And so that's what you really have to think about. And you know what I was on the the sky train yesterday when I was going to the gym and I saw a cemetery. And you know what today? I think I might go to that cemetery or else I think I might just stand outside the cemetery and just take a look at that tombstone and just think what if I was there? Just think about it. The what if I wouldn't be seeing the blue skies I'm looking at right now, the people driving in their cars, the beautiful infrastructure, the gorgeous buildings off in the distance, being able to sit in front of a MacBook and speak in front of an audience that is worldwide. All of that would be non existent. Just think about it. You guys have the ears and the special privilege of listening to this. You know what? Just yesterday, there was a I saw a woman, she was getting on the elevator. And I was coming down from the top floor uh, because I finished, of course, that podcast interview with Selena. And she was blind. She had a stick. And she's, oh, thank you. And she just smiled. No eyesight, no nothing. But she smiled. And you know what? Right then at that given moment, I said, Arsenio, what the hell are you complaining about? This woman looks more happier than you. And she has no sight. Think about the what if. You know, Will Smith was talking about in his movie, uh, Seven Pounds. He was like, do you understand? Is that fair? He was saying this to the guy over the phone, uh, Woody Harrelson. I think that was his name. Or that's his name. He's like, do you think that's fair that all this beauty is surrounding us and you can't see shit? Oh, of course, that was very, 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 uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say very, very negative, but it was very, very brutal. Um but it's the truth I mean but do you see how happy she is and I I told her I said uh I scanned the card for her she went down to the first floor she's like thank you she's like couple or couple and, and then of course I said bye to her and she just kept on smiling she has no sight no eyesight whatsoever I mean man look at me you know sometimes I just really have to look back and say to myself, man, I'm able to see everything. I'm able to hear everything. I'm able to do everything. I could walk. I could talk. I could pick things up. Some people don't have that privilege, but yet they're happier than me. No, enough is enough. It's time. It's time to really just sit down and be grateful for everything. Cause the thing is, I don't think I've been so grateful these last, uh, probably these last couple of months. Because I keep focusing on the what if, oh, this and that. And the job, the job, the job, the job. That's all it centers around. That's all it's basically around. And saying, oh, I'm too black, I'm too black, I'm too black. Man, Arsenio, that lady can even see and she's happier than you. Pull yourself together. For the women who are experiencing a man that has this particular mask on, the next time you notice his mask, right, let him know how important he is to you and your family and your friends. Tell him that you don't want to be at his funeral, whether, you know, from working himself to death or by jumping off of a building, committing suicide with or without a parachute. You know, he needs to hear from you that his life matters to you and that he's important and is neither invincible nor replaceable. None of us are replaceable. He needs to hear that if he continues to be reckless, he'll end up either alone or dead. Set clear boundaries. Letting him know that you're here to love him and support him and, you know, not to enable his reckless stunts or doing those things that he's done in the past or doing the things that he continues to do today. Let him know the truth. And you guys will be able to get through it. So, guys, that is the end of THE Invincible Mask. I hope this one has set your soul on fire and make you really think. Because it has with me just now. So... Until then, guys, the know-it-all mask is going to be debuting tomorrow, unless there is a change in the schedule in terms of me doing a podcast interview with Selena, so please stay tuned for that, and until then, guys, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. As always, your host, Arsenio, over and out.